Hey there, folks. Welcome to episode 6 of A Pebble in a Pond podcast. This episode, we're going to be talking about something that is um, a little bit different than the first uh, five episodes, and one that I've, well, I've been kind of excited about, but also dreading. Dreading because we're talking about something that is going to be, uh, for the most part, uh, kind of a negative, but I'm excited because it's something that I've been seeing kind of proliferate through social media in a lot of different ways, and there's been a lot of really positive things that I can see coming out of it, but also, like I said, there's a lot of negative, and so I'm I'm very interested in this topic because I think that it's um it's something that a lot of people kind of just go through, especially on, on TikTok and uh, Instagram and things like that, and they don't really realize what they're seeing, and it slowly but surely kind of affects all of ours all of us in our in a way that we're maybe not aware of we're seeing these little changes in just the smallest ways in the way that you know people are thinking and the way that they're and i see it all the time with some of the different like i said tiktok groups and things like that that i i i see a lot of where you see even therapists and psych, psychiatrists that are are using the methods from this particular concept um, to try to empower people, and I just think it's interesting. Now, keep in mind that this podcast and what I'm trying to do here is trying to make small changes, everyday things that everyday people can do, you know, whether it be strengthening your ability to be honest or make you think about things like empathy and things like that from our past episodes. But I also... I'm trying to move the needle on a larger scale, right? Like we're trying to be the pebble. We're trying to create these changes. And so, you know, I spend a lot of time looking at a lot of different uh, methods and strategies and ways that people can be motivated and inspired. And I think that this particular subject is one that is truly a uh, double-edged sword because I'm seeing it, it's pieces of it, proliferate throughout social media and people are trying to use it to uh, inspire people and to get them motivated and and moving in in a positive direction in their lives. But I think that maybe they're um, not quite seeing the negative of it and they're not quite understanding uh, exactly what it's doing. So today we're going to talk about uh, what, what is being termed Uh, popularly as main character syndrome, but I have also heard it called, on the flip side of that, main character therapy or main character thinking. And if you're not familiar with that, if if you don't understand what that's about, please stick around because it's actually very, very interesting and we're going to get into it. I have a little bit, well, it's not a little bit, I have a very different take on all of this than what I've seen over a large swath of social media and I think that um, I think that it'll do us so good to have a little talk about it so I'm going to go ahead and uh, start the music and we'll get the episode going thanks for coming along So what is main character syndrome? Well, it would really depend on who you ask. And that's one of the problems with the idea is that uh, if you talk to psychologists and therapists and things like that, they'll give you one definition. And then if you talk to uh, people on TikTok who kind of popularize the term, they'll give you another definition. And then if you just talk to like your everyday normal person, they probably have another definition of it. So we're going to try to get to all of them and try to understand exactly the differences between those things. 
So we're going to start with the psychiatrists and, and you can look at like psychology today and, and some psychiatry, psychiatry journals and things like that. And, and for the most part, when they talk about main character syndrome, what they're talking about are people that have taken social media or other, um, other ways of, uh, expressing themselves, uh, and kind of created a false narrative around their lives, around themselves, around their personality to make it appear as if they are the main character in a fictional story. Now, the important part of this is that for the way that the way that psych, psych, psychiatrists, I'm having a hard time with that word today, so you're going to hear me stumble on a little bit. Um, the way that psychiatrists are framing it is these people view themselves as the main character in a fictional world. And that's there, you know, that is definitely part of it. And that is the way that, uh, it, it was maybe originally defined. Uh, and you can see that in some like Instagram and stuff like that. You'll see these people that kind of, it, it kind of the loose definition of it, uh, would be these influencers that literally only show the shiny, happy parts of their lives. And then when you see them, you know, in person or live, they have adopted that personality. You know, they believe that, that they are the main character of this fictional story that they've told on social media and uh, everything else is kind of, you know, around them. The world literally will revolve around them. Uh, and to be fair, in the reality of some of those influencers, the reality that they have, I mean, that's not really far off. I mean, you see a lot of uh, these fashion influencers and things like that, and they literally surround themselves with people and they buy, you know, multi-billion dollar, million dollar houses, whatever. You know, they buy billion dollar houses. They, they, they have all this money and all this, you know, uh, all this stuff coming into them. And so they can kind of afford to live in that reality where they, they don't have to worry about everyday people and everyday things because they don't have to like they, they literally surround themselves they create a reality around themselves um, where none of the everyday life uh, affects them so to a certain degree it's kind of hard to blame some of those people or to say that they're wrong in their perception of reality because they literally have built it around them now obviously they didn't all start that way not all of them you know many of them kind of worked their way up but once they got to a certain uh tax bracket you know they just there was it didn't matter anymore like they they could remove themselves from the reality that you and i have and live in an entirely different reality um and that I'm not I'm not saying that's a good thing, I'm not saying that's okay, but I am saying it's very understandable to a, to a certain degree that you know if you literally build everything if all of your friends and all of your acquaintances and all of the interactions you have are through the shiny pictures and you getting dressed up and you doing all these things and then you go out and it's all in this it's all in this fantasy world right like it, it, your whole life is a fantasy world and that becomes your reality and so it. It's, it's understandable uh, at that point in time. Now, do they divorce themselves from the reality of the rest of the world? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do they understand the, the, the horrifying things that are happening in everyday world? Do they, do they know what it's like to be a homeless man on the street in L.A.? No, they have no idea, and they never will. Um, you know, they don't, they don't necessarily understand the struggles of everyday people. So when you when you're talking about that kind of uh, psychology today type uh, that type of definition of the the syndrome, uh, that's kind of where you you're leaning more is now obviously not everybody gets to that point right like there are a lot of people out there that that have this kind of fake it until you make it uh, idea in their head and so that they they don't have that reality they don't have the money that it takes to get to that reality they don't live in the fantasy world so instead they they create a reality around them in their head where they are instead of being you know jet setting high flying you know movers and shakers that that spend all their times in turks and caicos and things like that they are just people that you know live in downtown Detroit and then go outside and take pictures of themselves in bathing suits. And then they go inside and they, they talk and they act like they are, 
you know, the, the next, I don't even know. I don't really know any, I don't know any of the popular, uh, influencers right now. So I don't even know who, who I would say there, but, um, you know, the next big one and, uh, you know, they're not, they're not there yet, but they, they believe they are. And so then you start to get into these, like I said, there's, there's all these different versions and now these versions start to kind of interweave when you start to get into these, these points where there's, you know, some crossover. And that's the reality is that the, the psychology today, the psychi- psychiatry, oh, geez, that's a hard word for me to say today. The psych, well, I'm not even going to try. The therapy way of saying it is, uh, is just, uh, you know, it's kind of dry and there's not a lot of blood pumping through that definition and that, that way of thinking. And this, this way of, uh, of kind of framing it around this fantasy world, um, I think that kind of that kind of divorces and and takes takes part of it that is really bad away from it because if you're saying that people are building a fantasy world i i don't i don't really see how what that has to do with them being the main character i don't i don't understand that that part of it and so now we get into the next the next kind of definition and that would be like the tiktok version of it and that is and that is it is rampant and you see it everywhere and that's just really like the definition of that would just be people that see themselves in the main character as the main character in their own life story now that does not sound bad right like that is that is something that you've heard literally dozens of influencers dozens of content creators dozens of people whether they be therapists or psychiatrists or, 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 or doctors that, that have said something to that effect that have, they've used that as a selling point on their TikTok channels and things like that to, uh, try to push this narrative that, you know, you are in control and you have the power and you, and all these things. And, and, and there is inherently nothing wrong with that. Um, but that's where you get that kind of crossover before I get too far into that. We, we, it's where you get that crossover where the the psychology today kind of thinks of it as this this fantasy world, and the TikTok people are like, no, they're fantasy characters. Like the, you've, you're creating a character in the real world, right? Like you're living your life in the real world, but you're creating this character. You're you're living in a way that separates you from everybody else. Now, I'm going to use a term here that is a, a gaming term that most people should know, but I don't know if everyone listening to this would, and that is PC which most people will hear as politically correct. But in this case, we're going to talk about it as a player character and uh, NPC. And an NPC is a non-player character. So when you're talking about the idea of main character syndrome, uh, especially in this, this middle definition of the TikTok definition, you're talking about PCs and NPCs. So a PC in gaming terms is the person that is actually playing a game. So when you get into a game, doesn't really matter what game it is, uh, you play as a character in that game. So we'll just use, since it's popular right now, we'll use like Grand Theft Auto. So when you get into Grand Theft Auto, the, the character that you're actually running around as, that is the PC, the player character. Everybody else in the game, unless you're playing online, uh, is an NPC. They are non-players. They're, they're basically run by the computer. So when you start talking about main character syndrome a lot of people think of it in terms of a movie uh you know you're the main character in that movie i think that uh for the purposes of this tiktok definition and and even some of these other versions of of the understanding of what it means that the gaming way of thinking about it tends to make more sense to me you know you when you're the main character in a video game, you know that all of the things, it's kind of like a movie, you know that all of the things are going to break your way, that you're going to, you know, you're going to have to go through some trials and tribulations, but for the most part, you know, you play well and you're going to get through. Um, And then everybody else is an NPC. Now, we're using the example of Grand Theft Auto. I don't know if any of you know this or not, but if you're playing Grand Theft Auto and you're an NPC, that's not good for you. That's really not a good thing because you people just go through, the players just go through and they basically do whatever the hell they want. I mean, you're criminals. You go through and you do whatever you want through the through the, the great the game and people walking on the street get hit by cars and, you know, they don't matter. Well, the same thing could be said for the movie version of this when where people want to talk about it. It can easily be said that, you know, the background characters in movies, while they add 
you know, a little bit of flavor uh, to the scene, they don't really matter, right? Like a lot of times in a lot of movies, you don't really need the, the kids in the in the park playing baseball behind the main characters talking uh, to really care about anything, right? Like they, they're literally just background stuff. The problem is, is that that's not reality, right? Like, like we don't, those kids playing in those, in, in the, in the baseball field behind the main characters, they do matter in real life. Those are, those are, those are people's children. And those people that are watching their kids play, those are, those are people that are going out and contributing to your community and society and things like that. Like all of these people matter. All of them are important. So when you start to adopt this, this mentality of I'm the main character and you're all NPCs, I'm the PC and you're all NPCs, I'm the main character and you're all background actors, you can kind of see quickly how that can devolve into a very extremely uh, selfish and self-absorbed way of thinking. So with that in mind, you know, we're going to, we're going to get more into this as, as we continue, but with that in mind, you know, it's important to understand that, that not everything about these ideas is necessarily empowering. Like I said before, when you think about, well, I'm the main character in the, the real world, that doesn't sound that bad. But when you start to kind of use that mentality to create self-importance at a level where you no longer feel the need for empathy, you no longer feel the need to care about these people in, in the background... Well, that's where things start to go really wrong. And unfortunately, that's the direction that a a large number of people have started to head in in a very uh, drastic way. So with all of that in mind, we're going to do a quick little turn here and we're going to get to something that uh, I thought was really interesting for this episode. Um, For those that have listened to the other uh, episodes, you know that I tend to focus on quotes and I try to, you know, brighten things up a little bit, add some context and things like that with quotes. So a lot of times for most of these episodes, these are quotes that I've, I know, and I've kind of, uh, held them, um, in my head for a long time. And they, you know, they've helped me here and there. They've guided me in some situations, but for this one, uh, there's not, there wasn't anything that was springing to mind. So I literally just had to like look up quotes and I've just spent, I spent like three hours just reading different quotes and trying to find some that, that, uh, I thought would, would be helpful. And I I didn't find many. I really didn't find many, but I thought that this one, this, this particular, um, what's two quotes, but I thought it was really interesting because I just, I was literally just Googling and, uh, this, these two quotes about main character, uh, thinking were literally right next to each other. And this should really, I think, I think it does give context. It takes two quotes to do it, but it, it, it does give context to how difficult this, um, this concept can be for some people. So the first one I'm going to read you is actually, it was actually the one on, on the bottom. So I don't think it really matters what order they were in, but, but it was the one on the bottom. But I think, I think this will hit a little bit harder if I read it first. And this quote is, I, I don't know these people. I, it's not, these aren't famous, like crazy famous people like that have been in the past. This is by a, a lady named uh, Carrie Ann DeRizio uh, from Brooding uh, YA Hero, Becoming a Main Character Almost as Awesome as Me. Uh, and her quote goes like this. You're always a main character, remember? Ignore anyone and any story that doesn't make you feel like one. Well, I honestly, that's, that is, that's a, that's a, not a bad way of thinking to a certain degree, right? Like if you're the main character and you feel powerful and you feel, you know, awesome, then you, you feel more, uh, drive to get up and get moving. I mean, hell, the cameras are on you, right? Like you don't want to just lay there in bed. You got to be the main character. You got to get up and get moving, make, making shit happen. That's what you got to do. But what's interesting is that the next quote, which was literally right next to it, uh, is by a lady named Holly Bourne from, I assume, the book, the yearbook. I, I've never read it. But uh, her quote is, So many people behave like they think a cinema orchestra is following, following them around to give them backing music, that they're the superstar of the universe. And the people who believe this way, they're the people who tend to hurt others the most. They think they're the hero of their own story, but actually, in the pursuit of being so important, they're often the villain of everyone else's. 
that's a that's a exact that's the exact opposite of what the first quote said and i i i'm not gonna lie i tend to agree with the second one a little bit more now as the, when we get to the to the end of this episode i'm gonna i'm gonna really try to uh express what i see as good in this i'm not gonna leave this with like a negative uh connotation for this this concept i i i believe that there is good that can come out of this way of thinking i really do um but but until we get to that point i am going to talk about these negatives because i think that it's important to understand exactly what you're talking about when you talk about this way of thinking and you talk about this syndrome as they call it so as as you think about this i want you to it doesn't really matter what story you think of but uh, I'm a I'm a really I mean anybody that knows me knows this I, I am one of the biggest Star Wars fans on the face of the planet, and I'm not like a toxic Star Wars fan that like only likes certain things. If it says Star Wars on it or it even hints that there's Star Wars in it, I watch it and I love it. It doesn't matter. I'm very open minded, and and part of that comes from and this is a little bit of a sidetrack, but I feel like it's important for context. Um, uh, I spent, you know, I grew up with the original trilogy. And then I spent two decades with nothing. And so for me, all of these haters online and things like that, that want to bash new Star Wars or whatever, or they don't like this, or they don't like that. They don't like, you know, they're racists or whatever. Like, I, 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 I'm sorry. I, you, you shut up. Like, just shut up. Like, there's just no reason for that. It's Star Wars. You lived 20 years without Star Wars. We know what that world looks like. So I don't want to live in that world. I want to live where there's always Star Wars, always where I can I can just I can bathe myself in the universe of Star Wars every day if I want to. So anyway, that's where my appreciation comes from, and I wanted to make that clear. So if you're somebody that hates like this or that or about Star Wars, or you're going to complain or bitch online about this, well, you know, just remember who you're talking to. So anyway, I want you to think about let's let's say Star Wars for now, uh, because I love it. Um, for most people that watch, let's say, the original trilogy, so that it can connect with everyone, uh, most people that watch Star Wars will, will say, okay, well, the main character in Star Wars is Luke Skywalker. And I don't think that many people would argue with that. But because you're talking about a, a, a squad of a team of people, so there's some people out there that could tell you that Han Solo is the main character. And some people would tell you that Princess Leia is the main character. And there are a lot of people out there that would argue that R2-D2 and C-3PO are the main characters because they are the through line that goes through all of the movies. And I think that there's an argument to be made for each one of those. And and you could go through and you could make an argument for any of the characters. You say, well, you know, if you think about it, Obi-Wan Kenobi is the main character or Darth Vader is the main character or, you know, you can make an argument for, for any of those guys. But this is where we talk about how important perspective is in all of this. For the purpose of what what I'm going to express here, we're going to talk about a character that maybe not everybody knows. Maybe very few of you know. But in Empire Strikes Back, there's a scene where a character, uh, a uh, officer in the uh, in the Empire, goes to apologize to Darth Vader for losing the Millennium Falcon. And Vader kills him. And as he walks away... He says, apology accepted, Captain Nita. And that's the only thing that you know about him, is that this guy just went over and he apologized to Vader and Vader choked him out and now he's dead. And you know his name's Captain Nita. So uh, when you think about that, and you're like, well, Captain Nita is certainly not the main character, right? Like, I mean, he's literally just in that one scene for the I mean, he has another scene, but nothing important. Now, that's where perspective matters. Because try to imagine the fact that Captain Nita, if he was a real person, as far as he's concerned, he's the main character. I mean, yeah, there's Darth Vader is super powerful and there's these rebels out there doing all this stuff. But this is a guy who had risen through the ranks of the Imperial war machine and had had gone through and lived a life and you know, had done all these things and advanced and, you know, maybe was in love with somebody and had, you know, if you go, there's actually a website called Wikipedia 
where you can go and they have backstories that have been written for a lot of these characters. And, and, and Captain Nita has a, a, a rich, like probably 12 paragraph backstory that goes with him. Obviously I'm not going to read it here because why, but the point is, is that in, in Captain Nita's mind, right up until the point where Darth Vader choked him out, he thought he was pretty important. He thought he was the main character of his story. And he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. He was the main character of his story. And then his story ended. Possibly to another main character. But the, the point of that is that each of us, each of us have an argument that could be made that we are the main character in our own story, right? Like, and that's the, that's the crux of the, the kind of therapy, the online therapy motivation way of thinking about it is, you know, that's how you make that. That's how you help people understand their importance is by telling them that they're the main character. But the reality is, is that not all of us are main characters. And not all of us should necessarily think that way. I'm not saying that you have to be down on yourself and think that you're a bit part in life. But it's important to understand that, you know, there are there are many, many, many people in this world that are going to go through their entire life. And like Captain Nita, they'll have these little moments and they might get some screen time. But they're for the most part, they're just going to kind of live and die. And, and that's all they are ever going to do. And that there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing that's inherently bad about that. And there are many people that yearn for that kind of simplicity in their life. For me, that's not something I want to do. And once again, that's not me, you know, downplaying that or, you know, saying that that's bad or that there's anything wrong with that. That's just not the, the lot that I, I believe I would like. I don't want to be Captain Nita. I would much rather, if if nothing else, be Han Solo. But, you know, I want to be Luke Skywalker. And and as a side note, before I move on, Captain Nita, his first name was Lorth, in case you were wondering. And he served in the uh, Coruscant uh, military and actually was in the part of the Coruscant home defense, fl- defense fleet. These are all things that you didn't know, probably didn't need to know, but... I was running short on quotes, so I figured I'd do research on Captain Nita, since that's what I was talking about. <laughs> the whole point of this, the whole point of what I just went through with the Star Wars thing is is that, you know, from each of ours perspective, each of us can be the main character of our own story. And there is nothing wrong inherently with, with teaching that idea or people expressing that idea. The problem then comes in, and this is where we're going to get a little negative with it, um is that a lot of times when you consider yourself to be the main character of a story, you do start that, that ability to kind of distance yourself from those background characters, from those NPCs, becomes a little bit easier. You start to feel like you're the one that matters. And unfortunately, if you are going through your life feeling like you're the only one that matters, then you are a selfish prick. And, and I'm saying that, with as much love in the in my heart as I possibly can. I have spent, uh, since I started this podcast and I've started doing the TikTok channel as well, um, I have spent literally hours every day, whether it be actual, doing actual research for the podcast or just making videos for TikTok. I've spent hours of my life every day um, researching and watching, and I'm, I've found myself in some very interesting corners of the TikTok world, and a lot of the stuff that I've found, a lot of the, you know, the, the creators that I've liked and the things that I've interacted with have been other people trying to push ideas of positivity and love and, um, you know, self-reliance and things like that. And I can tell you almost without fail that, uh, now there's a few, there's a few therapists and things like that that focus on more like relationship advice. And th- those, these ones aren't, they're not as, uh, I don't use the word guilty, but yeah, they're not as guilty uh, uh, at this. But there are a lot of really, really popular, almost I would say famous creators that have kind of pushed this narrative of uh, self-importance to a degree that it could be a detriment. 
And that's not to say that there's anything wrong with having, with feeling self-important, with being confident, with being, you know, understanding what you can bring to the world and, and how important you are. Hell, I'm, I'm selling that as much as I can, not because I'm trying to sell anything, but because I genuinely believe that. I have to believe that. The, the frickin' name of the podcast is A Pebble in a Pond. The name of the TikTok channel is A Pebble in a Pond. If I didn't believe in the individual power of one small pebble or person, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing this. Like, that's the whole point, is that each of us is exceedingly powerful and can create change in a drastic way. But what's important to remember in that sentiment is that that change can be both positive and negative. You have to make that choice, and you have to react accordingly. That's, that's your responsibility. Each of us as individuals, every day we make hundreds of choices. You know, do we, do we tie our shoes? Do we brush our teeth? Do we? And of course, for most people, these are, you know, no-brainers. Of course you do those things. But there are people out there that make those choices, right? You, you don't have to do those things. You could get up and go to work and not brush your teeth. See how that goes for you. See what happens. It's disgusting, but see how see how it works out for you. I mean, that's the whole point. Is like these are these are choices that you make, and a lot of them seem like you know, well, of course you're going to make that choice. What other choice do you have? But but you still have that choice. Like you certainly could decide to not you know put on clean clothes. You could wear the clothes from yesterday. You could you could, these are all choices. Now you default to the ones that are societally acceptable because you don't want to deal with the negative ramifications. But there are a lot of choices that you make where you don't think like that. You don't necessarily think about the negative ramifications. Sometimes it's as simple as making a left instead of a right. And something happens. It wouldn't have happened if you wouldn't have turned left. And that can be good or bad. So it's, it's one of those things where sometimes you just don't know. But you're making these decisions. And when you're making these decisions with this point of view of, I'm the main character and I'm super important to everything and everyone around me. Um, that can, that colors the decisions you make, right? Like if you're the main character, what would the main character do? It's important to keep that in mind. It's important to understand that there's nothing wrong with being, with having the mentality of, of empowerment. There's nothing wrong with, with wanting to feel confident and, and express yourself and make choices that are positive that that you know you know you can encourage or inspire or or make a positive change in the people around you those are the choices and those are the decisions that, that I'm trying to push and I'm trying to make sure that people understand because a lot of people in this world have forgotten that but there's also you know the ability when you start getting into this main character stuff where you start to feel so important and you start to feel so uh, self-righteous that you tend to look past other people because you're the main character, right? Like you're it. The story's about you. And so sometimes people will take that and they'll, they'll take the reinforcement from these people on social media. They'll take the reinforcement from people in the world out there that they're so super important and they're so special and they're so this and they're so that that they they really buy it they really believe it and they start to say well i'm more special than you i'm i'm more important than you the story is more about me than it is about you and listen uh, you know i'm going to be really honest there have been times in my life as somebody who kind of has kind of walked the line on this way of thinking a lot there's been times in my life, even recently, where I've felt that kind of feeling, where I felt, you know, I'm, I am important. I am, I am extremely important. I may be more important than that person. Now, obviously, that's a, that's a, it's a quick impulse for me. I don't, I don't tend to hold on to that thought, but I can't say it hasn't crossed my mind. It certainly has. And, and you know, I'll be honest. Again, one of the reasons I, I feel that, you know that kind of inclination at times is because I spend a lot of time actively searching and actively looking for ways that I can be positive for people. And then I see somebody that's just selfish or being negative or whatever it may be. And I think, you know, I am more important than that person. And once again, this is not me condoning that way of thinking, but 
I believe that there is some justification for that way of thinking. And I think that that's important. Remember that if you are somebody that's out in this world full of tragedy and sorrow and darkness and you're trying to bring light, you're trying to bring love, you're trying to bring uh, a positive energy into the world, I, I, I don't, <laughs> it sounds so bad to say it this way, but I really do believe that what you are doing and, and your existence is important, maybe even more important than people that are not doing those things, that are doing the antithesis of those things, that are bringing bad energy and they're trying to hurt people and they're, I do believe you're more important. Now you may not have the same impact. You may not ever have the same impact because we all know that tragedy and pain and uh, torment are things that people suffer through for much longer periods of time than they do uh, happiness. So, you know, you, you, may not, you may not have the same impact, the same long-lasting impact as somebody who's being negative, but you will certainly be able to change lives in a much more profound way. So just, just remember that, that, that there is a lot that goes with this main character kind of thinking that maybe, maybe it is bad. Maybe it is really bad because there's so many people that are so selfish and there's so many people that once they get this into their head that they're the most important thing, that they just stop thinking about other people. But there are those of us that, that kind of can tread on that line and say, you know what, if the cameras are on and they're rolling and there's people watching, I want to make sure that I'm giving them a show and I want to make sure that I'm inspiring and I want to make sure that I'm showing, I'm giving, you know, what if there's kids in the audience that are watching this show? Think about it like the Truman Show. I don't know how many of you have seen that movie, but that movie, you know, it came out at a time before a lot of social media and things like that. It was actually very, it's very, very good movie and uh, haunting uh, in its accuracy in, a, in some ways. But, you know, if you, if you live your life in a way where people are watching it, and you're thinking about yourself as a main character in the story, then live your life in that way. Be an inspiration. Imagine there's kids in the crowd watching you, you know? Like, if you're going to take that kind of, that, that line of thought to uh, embolden yourself and to encourage yourself to, you know, more action and more, more positivity, then really do it. Like, really push it. Because nobody wants to watch, like, uh, you know, obviously there's movies like the Joker and stuff like that where people want to watch the villain, but for the most part, people want to see uplifting stories and they want to see happy stories. So if you're going to f- adopt this way of thinking that you're the main character, adopt it in a positive way and say, you know what, I'm going to be the main character, but I'm going to take this love and take this, this light that I have and I'm going to spread it. I'm going to spread it through the world and I'm going to make a difference that way. Now, when I, when I posted I, every, uh, if you follow the TikTok, then you'll know that every week I post a uh, coming soon, basically, episode uh, or, or video about this episode. Uh, when I posted that, somebody actually said one of the comments on that video was, was kind of interesting. Or actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it wasn't, it wasn't that video. It was the video after that. I got him confused. Anyway, uh, I did a video about being a hero or a villain. And one of the uh, comments on that was that this person thought that they were a villain because they were protecting the people, uh, that, that mattered the most to them, that, that the people that they loved the most in this world, they said, I would burn the world down for them. And they, they considered that to be kind of a villainous way of thinking. And I, I get it. I understand that. You know, you, you have this kind of self-important, uh, belief that your family and the people that you love uh, are are all that matters. And I, I, I responded and I said, I, I don't think that that's necessarily being a villain because I don't. I, I think that each of us that, that kind of could kind of understand that, you know, it, your, your family members, your kids, your husband or wife, your, your mother, your father, your brothers and sisters, whatever it may be, whoever you hold closest to you, most of us, most of us would fight and die for them. I know that I would. And uh, the idea of somebody hurting them or of, you know, something bad happening to them is just so, uh, 
painful and so, you know, it just, it's just so hard to deal with that you would do anything to protect them. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't make you a villain. Um, no, this person said they would burn the world down for their, so that, you know, when you start to get to that point where you're talking about, you know, hurting innocent people, uh, that's a little bit different. But I think that the, the, the main, the main sentiment there is I will protect the people that I love with everything in me, even if other people get hurt in the process. And that's easy to see why somebody would think that their main character arc would be that of a villain. But, um, the reality is, is that all I'm saying is if you're going to be the main character and you're going to try to use that mentality, hold the people closest to you tightly, love them, make sure that they understand how important they are to you and that you would die. You would fight and kill and die for them. There's nothing wrong with that. The next course of action though is to expand that circle. Don't just make it the people that are the closest to you. Make it the people, you know, one ring out. If you're if your son has a girlfriend or your daughter has a boyfriend, include them. If you're you know, there's somebody that you meet every day when you go to get coffee, wherever you get coffee at, and it's the same lady behind the register, and you know her because you've seen her for four years because you go there and get coffee every day, include her. Fight and die and kill for her, too. Love her. Love these people that you come in contact with, that you know they're good, and you know the quality uh, that they bring to your life it, it increases everything about you. Like, th there's no reason that you have to only protect and love and fight for the people that are absolutely closest to you. And that's, that's kind of my, my way of moving forward with this mentality, this kind of main character mentality is if I'm the main character of my story or you're the main character of yours, let's try to make it as good as it can be. Let's not be selfish about it. Let's make sure that if the cameras are rolling and people are watching that they're moved by the decisions that we make, that they're moved by the lives that we've touched, that they, that they walk out of that movie, our movie, um, wanting to make a difference. I, I, I think that there is a lot that can be said for this way of thinking that is a positive and good way of motivating and creating... Uh, a real good change. I think that sick people or people that are maybe not, I don't even know what the word would be, people that are not uh, able to distance themselves from their, their pain, you know, their hurt people, um, they take it and they use it as a shield. They use, they hide behind the concepts and they say, well, I'm the main character, so I'm super important. And they don't ever do any of the work. They don't ever do any introspection. They don't ever bother to change or get better. And so they are a stagnant, hurtful person who believes that they're so important that nobody else matters. And that's where this is really negative and that's where this is bad. Is that a lot of times, and you see it a lot more commonly than we should, any of us should be comfortable with, a lot of times people take these concepts of self-empowerment and self-promotion and um, they, taint, they, they taint them and make them uh, negatives. They make it so that, you know, people, they, they push people away or they hurt people uh, in their quest to be the best version of themselves, not understanding that they're not doing any of the work to do the best version of themselves. They all want to be Carrie from Sex and the City. And I don't know how many people really watch that show. I wasn't a big fan of it, but uh, I do know this. Carrie isn't the best character in Sex and the City. She's really kind of shitty. And um, there's a lot of people out there that watched that show and said they wanted to be her. Well, that's really, it's like, it, I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about here. Uh, using another HBO show, amazingly enough. Uh, a lot of people that know me or have known me have, and, and this includes myself after binge watching it uh, during the pandemic, actually. Um, a lot of people that see uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, are like, man, you're a lot like D Larry David. And I really can't deny that in a lot of ways because I really am a lot like Larry David in a lot of ways. But 
I'm not. I'm not Larry David. <laughs> so it, you know, he's kind of a jerk. So I don't, I don't necessarily want that to be the thing that people compare me to. So uh, I, I don't think that people should be looking at some of these vapid, empty, you know, curmudgeonly characters and being like, oh yeah, I'm going to be that main character. You have the opportunity. You can make yourself into whatever character you want to be. And you don't have to be a farm boy in out of sp- outer space. You don't have to be the old guy that, you know, yells at people for getting their coffee wrong. And you don't have to be an empty, you know, self-absorbed socialite. You can be a good person and still be the main character. You can be somebody that uh, moves the needle in a positive and good way and helps people and has always has a hand to reach out to, you know, lift people up and, and make this world a better place and still be the main character. As a matter of fact, you'll be the best main character. You'll be the character that inspires people. And I think that that is, you know, at the end of the day, that's all you can ask from a main character. No, we're going to start to wrap this up soon. Um, but I did want to talk about, I guess, kind of my experience or my understanding when I first heard about the main character syndrome and main character thinking and things like that. Uh, I had a, a, a knee jerk reaction when I, when I heard the concept and when I first heard about it. And, um, I just thought I would share it really fast before we wrapped up because for me, when it was first explained to me that you have, you know, this idea of being a main character, uh, the only thing that came to my mind, and and maybe, I mean, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you'll understand, but but there are people that are still younger that might not. um, The first thing I thought of was Ferris Bueller. And I know that 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 movie had a profound effect on me when I was younger. Um, But, you know, some people liked it, some people didn't. I, I, I don't know too many people that didn't, but um, for me, Ferris Bueller uh, became it's like the, the ex- exact, uh, my understanding of what it meant to be a main character. So much so, and this was before this concept ever came around, before anybody on social media talked about it, because there was no social media. But, but Ferris Bueller was somebody that, or that movie was such, was so powerful for me when I was a kid that that I literally, from the, like, the day after I saw it, pretty much, I would imagine that I was, I was being, like, there were cameras, that I was being watched, like, there were cameras around, and I remember being in, like, mall stores and things like that with my mom, she would say something, and I would turn and, like, look over my shoulder and say something to the camera, like Ferris Bueller would, right? The way that he kind of broke the fourth wall in the movie. And there were just so many times that I remember when I was a kid that I would do that, that I, when I first heard about this, that's what I thought of. And so I didn't have any sort of negative connotations at all. I just thought, oh, people are being like Ferris Bueller, which is never a bad thing. And I, uh, I, I immediately felt a kinship with it because, like I said, for years after I saw that movie, I behaved in a way that I thought there were cameras on me at all times. I really thought that I was going to be, I was going to grow up to be like Ferris Bueller. Uh, I had, you know, people had told me how charismatic I was and how, you know, this and that. And that. so I just, I, I always thought that I would be Ferris Bueller. Now I ended, I ended up being more of a mix between Ferris Bueller and Cameron, but I really thought that I was going to be Ferris Bueller when I grew up. But because of that, because that was my initial thought when I heard this, uh, I thought, well, you know, like I said, it, that can't be bad. And then obviously I went and I started to research it for the pod or for the podcast and you know look into it more. And I was you know digging into it and trying to understand the the real bad negative stuff because I my, you know as I had. As I had Im- immediately started to look at it, I, I, I was just flooded with all the negative connotations that came with it because that's the more popular uh, way of thinking of it is just as a negative thing. And, and it is, it is. Um, but I just kept going back to that Ferris Bueller thing. 
And that's when I kind of realized that, like, as, as bad as it can be to be kind of uh, caught up in your own world, uh, of your own making, a fantasy world, if you will, of your own making, uh, where you're the main character and you're the most important thing and, um, you know, you're, you're the driving force behind so much, um, you could always do it like Ferris Bueller. You don't have to be selfish. I mean, when I mentioned this to my son, he actually said, well, Ferris Bueller is a really bad example because Ferris Bueller is really selfish because he makes Cameron do all those things. He's not the good guy. To which, of course, I said, are you insane? Because he's the reason why Cameron is, you know, moves forward and has like a whole character arc is because he's, you know, he's been this like positive influence on him. And he's like, well, but Cameron was perfectly happy just being a hypochondriac and, you know, so on and so forth. So he, he has this argument that, uh, you know, and I, I guess this is a popular thing on the internet that Cameron is actually the main character of Ferris Bueller's Day Off because he's the one that has like the biggest change uh, if you're doing like, you know, from a writing standpoint. And my son is a writer, so I, I kind of understand where he's coming from. But, I mean, anybody that's seen the movie knows that uh, Ferris Bueller's the main character. I'm just going to lay the, lay the law down right now. And uh, he's a good guy. I don't care what you say. Uh, he's a good guy. Uh, but there was a whole conversation about how he manipulates him and how he manipulates Cameron and stuff like this. And and I get it. Like, there is a, there is a small argument to be said that he was, you know, a little bit of a, a little bit of a, not necessarily always good guy. He used he used uh, deceptive means to reach his end, but in the end, everybody turned out better for it. Spoilers. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I that's what I think of when I think of main character syndrome. That's the positive way that I think of it. Is if you're gonna be if you're gonna have this, if you're gonna if you're gonna need to do this to try to make yourself feel better or to try to motivate yourself or to try to you know get get through life, try to think of yourself as Ferris Bueller. I don't think you can really go wrong at that point in time. You know, if you can go out and you can bring that kind of uh, happiness and love and light into the world by being the main character, then by all means main character the hell out of it but unfortunately and I, I really don't want to leave on a negative note so we're going to add a little bit extra on here but unfortunately the, the the concept the term main character syndrome and the overwhelming majority of people that experience these ways of thinking they're not positive and they are making it so that people are losing empathy. They're losing connection to their, their community and the, the people and family and friends around them. It makes it so that they really do believe that they are super important in a world where everyone is important. Um, and it, it, it just is turning people very, very selfish. And it's being proliferated in a lot of social media by people that I have signed off on it that, that have titles and have gone to school and things like that. And obviously those people do not mean uh, for these negative things to happen. Obviously they don't. They're just trying, they're looking for a quick way to empower people. But I think that with this particular way of thinking, with this particular, um, I guess, prescribed uh attitude adjustment um i think that people need to be really careful and and the reason why i did this episode is because i want to make sure that anybody that hears it can, can have knowledge of both the good and the bad ways of thinking about it and understand that you know there are pitfalls and if you go too far in one direction if you go too far towards really believing that you're super self-important and that only your you know, only what you do matters, only, you know, everything revolves around you, that you are very quickly going to find yourself alone and unable to deal with the reality of the world around you. And you know, obviously I don't want that for anybody. So I thought this episode was pretty important 
uh, because this is something that I'm seeing more and more, and and not necessarily in in in, in, in individuals. I mean, you see it on Instagram quite a bit, but um, in in the way that people are talking, in the way that especially very popular, um, you know, people on TikTok and things like that. These are there's people out there that have, you know, two hundred fifty thousand to a million followers, and they get on there and they say, you just need to worry about you and you need to do you and you need to, you know, you are the main character in the story. And I get it. What they're saying isn't inherently wrong. The problem is, is that a lot of times you're saying it to people that are going to take it to the absolute worst degree of it. And they're going to pull themselves back and they're going to create this shield, this bubble around themselves. And they're going to be the single most important person on the planet from that point on and we just can't have that right if you're going to use this way of thinking to empower yourself you really need to do it from a you know think of these these characters like i said think of the the luke skywalker think of the ferris bueller think of these characters that are you know good characters that think about others that are that are out there in the world the, the you know the fantasy world but the world nonetheless fighting for you know, good and uh, trying to leave the world a better place than they found it. So as we wrap up here, I just wanted to uh, mention that next week's episode will be the first time I've done this. Uh, We're not going to have an actual uh, topic. Uh, What we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and we're going to do a little story time. I've got uh, one story that I'm going to read that was sent in. And then I've got a few stories I'd like to tell. And um, so it's it's probably going to be on the longer side because I'm not going to rush through the stories and I'm going to talk about them for a little bit. But I think they're all stories that really do kind of um, signify uh, what exactly we're trying to do here. And, you know, for me, I know from my point of view, the stories that I'm going to tell next week are, um, in my opinion, they're, they're, they're good stories. Like they're, they're things that I'm proud of and they're moments that I know I helped somebody. And, um, I, I hope that when you hear the stories, you'll, you'll be inspired to maybe try to make those small, um, make those, take those small actions and make those small changes necessary. So as we go out of this episode and we wrap it up, I just wanted to leave with another quote as always. Um, now like I said before, it was difficult to find quotes that really worked for this particular topic because there's not, you know, this isn't like a, a really popular topic right now. I mean, it is technically, but not, not among, uh, you know, Aristotle. Aristotle doesn't know anything about main character syndrome. So it's hard to, it's hard to find (laughs) historical quotes and things like that. So instead, I'm going to leave you with one that, um, that I think kind of speaks to the the syndrome or the therapy however you want to think of it and um it really does kind of uh i don't know it hits me in the feels as they say and the quote is watch your thoughts they become words watch your words they become actions watch your actions they become habits watch your habits they become character Watch your character, it becomes your destiny. Now, that is attributed to Lao Tzu, the, the supposed author of the Tao, but um, we, you know, modern scholarship doesn't actually support that. So uh, we're just going to say that it is an ancient Chinese uh, philosophy. And uh, we'll leave it at that for now because I don't really know who wrote that. But... That's what we're going to go out on, folks, and I really appreciate you listening. Um, remember that next week will be story time, and that's what we're going to call it. So, thank you again. I hope you enjoyed this episode because it was uh, kind of a labor of love. Love, love too. There's a lot of love in this. Um, but it was also something that I just found particularly interesting. Remember that if you have any stories you'd like to submit, or you have anything you'd like me to read in the podcast... You can always write in to uh, a pebble in a pond stories at gmail.com 
or you can uh, find me on TikTok and leave me a message there and I'll, you know, we'll figure out how to get it on here. Also, again, uh, if you haven't uh, followed me on TikTok yet, A Pebble in a Pond podcast is my channel and I'm putting things up there every day, uh, including stuff about the podcast here. So if you want to give me a follow there, please do. And uh, we'll try to keep building this thing up and making it so that more people are listening. Uh, it is getting better. We are getting more and more listeners. So, um, and we're not we're not breaking hundreds yet, but we are getting, um, you know, fifty or so people per episode, which is which is really nice. Um, but it's going to get bigger, and we're going to keep growing, and I'm going to get better at this. So, and hopefully better at not having to edit different sound qualities into an episode because I didn't realize there was a sound error, which. If you follow my TikTok, you, you, you'll have known that this is that's what's happening in the episode. Uh, anyway, that's it for now. Uh, I appreciate you listening. You guys take care and uh, have a good day. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.